Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart to heart <laughs> podcast in the world. I'm your diehard romantic Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. And tonight, it might as well be Christmas because it's Max's <laughs> birthday and we will discuss Yay. a Christmas heart. And also Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> a Christmas heart, the absolute most hallmark movie name of any heart to heart episode ever. Totally. Christmas I was, heart. I was, uh, heart. yeah, I was, I was actually hoping for a little more hallmarkiness to this one, but mm-hmm. it's a, it's a heart to heart episode. Zero gazebos. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping for a little more. Tis the season for murder from this episode. True. Well, let's. Oh, uh, but you guys are probably wondering what this episode was about. So let's <laughs> let's oh. tell you in it's our segment we call the Minute Max, where we try to sum up the plot in sixty seconds. And I go first. Wow, you go first. Mm-hmm. Wow. A Christmas heart. For once, Eric goes first. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a Christmas heart. Okay. The H's throw a surprise birthday party for Max, and it's really close to Christmas, and he has a bunch of friends there. And then this these two cute people from Jingle Jingle Grams show up and insult him uh, continuously. <laughs> and while they're insulting him, someone steals some of Jennifer's jewelry and then saps Jonathan on the head, knocks him out, which is what happens anytime someone is in their bathroom. Uh, they find out that it's somehow connected to the Jingle Grams people. The guy from the Jingle Grams couple is in a building that explodes and he gets away with a sprained <laughs> wrist. Uh, the, 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 uh, the girl from Jingle Grams is from Friday the 13th, part three. Uh, <laughs> and, um, oh, fuck. They, it, Jingle Grams was just a big front to like get into rich people's homes and uh, steal expensive jewelry. And so Max poses as, fuck, uh, a name Cash that man. we will mention in the episode. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my I'm god. I'm sorry. I have to get my timer. Cash. Cashman. Cashman. Mr. Cashman. Mr. Cashman. Pat. What was it? It was like <laughs> Robert. Pa- Pandro S. Cashman. <laughs> Pandro S. Cashman. Rich person's name with a cigar hanging out of his mouth. Andro S. Cashman. Andro S. Cashman. Who's up next? You are. Oh, I am. Uh, all right. <laughs> Is that this, a joke? Or <laughs> no, I was. I was very unsure. I wrote one of my notes is that this episode is going to be extremely hard to minute max. So just keep that in mind as I do mm. my minute max. All right. I think I just illustrated that. Yeah. All right. It's Max's birthday, and they surprise him with a bunch of friends and a cake and a jingle gram where two people come in dressed as casino items, a playing card, and a roulette table. And he spins the roulette table, and they sing songs to him about him. Uh, He's having so much fun. Meanwhile, there's a prowler in the house, and he steals something. Well, it turns out that the the, the owner of the jingle grams company is orchestrating these... thefts but he has a bunch planned for christmas and his little lackey decided to steal from the hearts and he's mad about that because he's got he's gonna steal millions of dollars from people during the christmas season the two people the two jingle grams people are also starting a ballet studio (laughs) Uh, and the guy finds out that he's the one who stole from the hearts and the guy explodes him with gas <laughs> and he, he's no one's really worried about him for the rest of the episode uh his girlfriend slept fine and never went to visit him in the hospital uh and then the hearts dress do a jingle gram where they dress up as king kong and uh they ray. The, they ray. They ray. and that's the end <laughs> oh my god 
This one is so convoluted. Mm. Uh, okay. Ellen, take us home. Fill, <laughs> save us. Yeah. Fill in the blanks. Uh oh. Um, I'm not going to be your Obi Wan. I'm sorry. <laughs> be <sighs> my Obi Two. Obi Two. A Christmas heart. Okay, so it's Max's birthday and the hearts have a surprise birthday party and it's all of max's old-timey yuck yuck uh gambling uh volleyville friends and it gets really sexist and some jingle ram people come and a guy <laughs> robs the house at the same time it turns out that jingle grams is planning these robberies to happen at christmas which i guess is high season for jingle gramming and so <laughs> then the hearts are like we're gonna dress up as this thing oh there's this thing with the ballet studio and they're like we have stanley Friesen. yay stanley um he's gonna give you some money and then they turn on the gas and blow that guy up and then they're like we're gonna frame you and kill you mm-hmm. at the same time then um what else happens oh the hearts dress up as king kong and Fay ray but they get their picture taken and it's really dumb i don't know why they don't notice that and then um at the end everything is okay everybody gets caught jonathan gets hit on the head again and then the hearts dress up as santa claus and sing a jingle gram and there's the first gay kiss in heart to heart history <laughs> between two santas <laughs> I just I when they came in at the end and did that jingle gram thing, I was like, too soon. Like, is this not how would this not be triggering? Like, I know <laughs> they blew that guy. Well, up. How the fuck is that guy's not <laughs> body? Not 90 percent third degree burns. What? Yeah, I was so. OK, that's I'm crazy. sorry. We're going to we're going ju- we're we gonna have to, to just right. jump right to the three quarter mark of the episode because. OK. Everyone needs to talk about Wayne getting his ass blown up. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, okay. I feel so, like, should we also just explain what happened in the episode? Because we don't have the yes. Sisslers here for to do yes. that for us, right? Like, Okay. So. Yes. We have Mr. Billingsley, who runs Jinglegram with um, an assistant or a booker who sneezes all the time. And I didn't really understand that one. Yeah. Um, but it's high season at Jinglegrams. But Mr. Billingsley is using Jinglegrams as a front to distract wealthy homeowners and he has a man of hench whose name i didn't catch ever who seems like a really intense sociopath which is cool but he is going in and robbing the homes while the homeowners are distracted by their holiday parties so in some ways great idea except for having it you know maybe the police aren't going to put that together but whatever lots of jingle grams happening and so Wayne and Maureen are mer- are just sort of these young, newly married kids. They're saving up money to fulfill Maureen's dream of having starting a ballet company. Mm-hmm. And Wayne and Maureen are two crazy kids working for Jingle Grams. Wayne accidentally discovers what Mr. Billingsley is doing. And then Mr. Billingsley discovers that Wayne discovered what Mr. Billingsley is doing. <laughs> and then sociopathic henchmen and Mr. Billingsley are like, Wayne, I'm really interested in your uh, lady friend's dance studio. Cause that seems totally real. And then they go and they're basically like, fuck you, Wayne, we got to get rid of you. You, um, our trouble and Wayne's like I I know everything blah 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 and they're like that's dumb Wayne but um, also knock you out. he's on a call with his girlfriend telling her that something suspicious is going on and he found a file at their studio yeah Wayne doesn't have a lot of cool yeah and he's like I'll call the cops immediately that's when they show up to kill him mm-hmm. okay continue yeah and then they they fight and he Basically looks like he throws himself against a ladder and is knocked <laughs> unconscious. And then the sociopath, that guy's like, mm, let me just kill him. He's like, oh, no, that's not the thing. And so then yeah. they stuff the jewelry, which they were going to plant on him initially anyway, because they already knew that Wayne knew because he was digging through the file. Mm-hmm. But so they 
turn the gas from the bizarre, gigantic propane <laughs> heater that is yeah. in the, I guess it's something to do with the renovation or something. Like it's, I there's guess. no heat in the is building, it, I'm guessing. Is it to dry the it's massive. Or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I figured, right? Because like a huge panel heater. Anyway, it's massive. And they're just like, we're going to do this instead. And it's like, and then Wayne, Jonathan's trying to find Wayne, right? And they're like, where is it? Honey, where, where, that's weird. Wayne called us. We got to call all over the place in an old timey eighties way, trying to find Wayne. Where's Wayne? And then they do like the landline version of Belly Mobile and Mobile and it doesn't really work. And then Jennifer's like, it's at the DeMille rehearsal building in West Hollywood or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah, aha. And then they get that number. And then Wayne is still just conscious enough to crawl over on his belly and then to knock the phone down and be all, ah. yeah. <laughs> And so then the hearts race over there. And then right when they get there, drama, the building explodes in a pretty intense ball of the fire. Building yeah, the, explodes. Building. the building like explodes. The building explodes. Like three stories. The building. Like not glass one blowing out. And yes. Like we know two, Wayne like. is in the epicenter in the room with the propane tank that is filling the building with gas <laughs> that explodes. And so here we are. And here we are. And yet then the police are saying... He may survive. He's he's he, he's, he may survive. I see and then Maureen shows up dressed in. I mean, she's lovely. The actress is lovely. The character of Maureen is delightful. How creative! How exciting! <laughs> but she's wearing one of the ugliest outfits in the absolute entire run of the series. I didn't even notice. It is not just that it is unflattering on super cute actress playing Maureen. It is just so, 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 so horrible. What was it? I didn't even take a photo of that. I usually take photos of it. It is a mauve uh, skirt suit. But it's got a short sort of boxy jacket, a very overwrought frilly blouse Mm. underneath. And then the skirt is like a bell skirt with a ruffle on the bottom. Maybe that's and a- she's wearing her hair in a bun. Hmm. It, it looks kind of like she just came from a sad dinner theater reenactment <laughs> of the episode of Heart to Heart that has Alexandra the Grape in it. Yeah. That's what it looks like. And then my favorite moment from the whole episode is they, she the police try to arrest her, obviously, as hmm. an accessory to this crime. And the heart's Uh-oh, like, oh, Joe, are you going to talk about rich privilege? Uh, well, no, I wasn't. That's not even my favorite part. Their hearts are like, let us take her home. And the cops are like, okay, fine, whatever. I mean, obviously I was thinking rich privilege, but like, we'll let that slide. (laughs) She goes home. I thought of you when it happened. Yes. (laughs) Like, ooh, Joe's gonna, ooh, Joe's gonna be I've had to numb that sense watching (laughs) Heart to Heart. But they- Because we're watching a show called Rich Privilege Solves Mysteries. Yes. (laughs) But she goes home with the hearts to spend the night at the heart Mm -hmm. house. And then the Mm -hmm. next morning, her- Boyfriend is on the brink of death in the hospital. Her husband, I see her, her husband, husband. Her husband. She, Jennifer, comes into the kitchen the next morning. She's at the table, and Jennifer says, "How'd you sleep?" And then she says, in the most chipper tone, "Okay, considering." Like, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so I have to, I have to admit, like at this, at that point in the episode. I didn't realize that he had survived. Yeah. I like I oh. completely missed. <laughs> no, I, was... I missed that he had survived yeah. because let me reiterate. <laughs> the the building, building explodes. <laughs> in fire. <laughs> not like not like 
poof, one of the windows blew out and there's a, there's a fire. No, the building explodes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, the building explodes. It's fucking crazy. So the I was already confused. I was like, wait, how did they find the jewelry on him? Like, did they pry it from his charred ass cheek? <laughs> yeah. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? I was thinking that And then too. it was like, like the next morning when, when she says, fine, considering. And I'm like, damn, what? bitch. Like, yeah, you, you, you yeah, I guess you were newlyweds. You weren't that attached. Well, yeah. <laughs> she's like, a million percent does not go to the hospital. No. She's not. <laughs> Not expressed concern. She immediately starts talking about how like, but I can't, I mean, I, Wayne's such a nice guy. I can't believe that he would want to steal. (laughs) Like, it's like, Wayne's probably dead right now. If Wayne's not dead, Wayne looks like, I mean, he looks like the bottom of an ashtray. When they show him at the end with his arm in a sling and like no singed hair. Yeah. That like he's totally fine. Oh like, and also I was like, well, what happened to your arm? Like, did that, did yeah, that happen? Did that? did that happen after? I feel like his, his, he probably broke his arm when he threw himself into that, that ladder. ladder. <laughs> that ladder stunt. Ooh, when yeah. the ladder closed, that I thought it closed so on the, his leg, and I was like, ooh. The fire did nothing. <laughs> well, maybe he. I mean, he was still kind of crawling around enough to answer the phone. That's why. So I'm maybe thinking. we're just supposed to believe that he was able to. Crawl, crawl out. out. For some reason, I'm conditioned for all um, ballet school related couples to both be ballet dancers. And because he was performing Jingle Grams with her, I sort of made the assumption that maybe he was a ballet dancer. And then therefore, maybe he would be like physically fit enough to crawl out of there. I don't know. Mm. I mean, the building does blow up spectacularly, <laughs> but I'm torn because I got to give it to them for just going for it yeah. with the explosion. Yeah. I do love that. But then at the same time, it's like, Oh, that mm-hmm. guy's dead. He's for yeah. sure dead. He's super dead. I was really shocked by the explosion. I didn't expect them to go there. It was yeah, a great explosion. Major, yeah. yeah. Was it a the miniature? building blew up. Yeah. Like it was yeah. really major good. Major explosion. Yeah. I thought cool. that, I thought it was going to be a last minute save. I um, thought I mean, why didn't they just have him crawling out the back door? The cops find him with the jewelry in his pocket and then it would have been the same episode. Like nothing would have changed at all. He's, they didn't have to have him on the brink of death with his girlfriend or wife not giving <laughs> well, a shit. Well, but, but here's, here's the thing weird is that the <laughs> lieutenant, who is like, of course, Lieutenant Unhelpful from mm-hmm. what other episode? Um, he's this but, season's so he, Lieutenant Gray. Yeah, yeah he's, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, you know, when we find the jewelry on so-and-so and then somebody somebody's taken gas. Mm. Taken it's gas. Like, um. This is he wasn't Sylvia Plathing this like, with a no. note that says like Maureen, I'm sorry that I stole from you and you didn't know it, or um, I'm sorry I stole from you, and then I also didn't do anything to give you any money, and I just stuffed the jewelry in my pockets. I'm going mm-hmm. to take some gas and end my life by blowing up this mm-hmm. entire building really spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Like Lieutenant Gray, no, 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 no. But I like that he does have uh, the chutzpah to get real condescending and sarcastic to jennifer when she's basically like motherfucker what yeah (laughs) right and he's he's like um hey when somebody's taken gas when they've clearly stolen some jewelry like they just can't live with themselves okay taking gas and she's just like meanwhile like the building's just smoldering yeah literally smoldering behind them i wish i had paid attention i mean this is like the sixth time a murderer has left a person in a room with gas coming out of a pipe and just (laughs) expecting to find them dead later and they don't die ever 
Stop with the gas already. Has that ever killed anybody in Heart to Heart? Has anyone actually died from gas leak exposure? <laughs> like, or I don't think explosion. so. <laughs> yeah. No, there I was mean, a cabin that exploded. The, the ca- they got out of the cabin. <laughs> Jennifer, in one in like in her room, they released the, pro- uh, yeah. the water um, heating our, gas. Our, our best friend, uh, Su- Susie. Wait, what was her name? Uh, oh. You made me kill you. Oh, yeah. Uh, 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 Peggy? Peggy. Yeah. Oh, is it Peggy? Yeah, Peggy. Oh. God, there have been so many. Yeah. yeah. That, but it never kills anybody, and it never really explodes either. I mean, well, the cabin exploded. The this cabin exploded. exploded. This exploded. They didn't have money for explosions yeah. for season. <laughs> In theory, though, the gas seems like. Okay, because like, Lieutenant Gracious couldn't come along and be like, well, that person was taking gas. So yeah, They were taking gas. Yeah. Taking so, gas. Uh, yeah, but- okay. I, I don't know where to go from here. Like there's just so much. <laughs> well, so should much. we go back to the beginning? Oh, so like no, after this because none of us got to it in our Minimax. After that happens, the hearts decide to go act like they're trying to find a job at the jingle. Oh, God, jingle jam. I completely forgot about that. no. I thought I the thought plot. you said that. Did we somebody say this? touched on it? I don't think it was me. Well, <laughs> no, you did. You said that they dressed none up of us as, got to the end. They dressed up as Fay Ray, Fay Ray and Kong. King Kong. So yeah. Jennifer's dressed as Fay Ray. Max is throwing a fake party as a fake rich guy, and then mm-hmm. there's a guy <laughs> dressed as. They separate, and then Jennifer tries to act out this King Kong thing, but it's obviously the murderer. That mm-hmm. act, the King that Kong. surprised me, and I thought it was great. I. I, it's amazing and scary. It oh. was super. So I was when, like, yeah. "That's going to happen the whole time." When that happened, that mask on. Jonathan is supposed to be King Kong, and they're at this party. Oh, Jennifer wait, finds to, out. Oh, sorry. Have to, there's one key element. I apologize for getting off. There's one key aspect of that, which is, I think I did mention this, that Mr. Billingsley, because the sneezy secretary took a, takes a picture of the people that are performing yes. their jinglegram. Yes. When they're like, we have to, we already booked King Kong and Fay Ray, whatever that couple's name is. We've already booked them. We're, she's like, we're going to book the LaFongs. And he's like, okay. And he looks at it and then he puts two and two together. And so Mr. Billingsley <laughs> and sociopathic man of hench mm. know that the hearts are going to arrive dressed in their jinglegram yes. costume. They know that they're so doing that's a the fake setup party. For that. And they, so figure- they go there to, Fuck them up. He Just figures this out because the so hench, <laughs> the man of hench, is reading a newspaper from four days ago. Yeah, where the hearts <laughs> are mentioned. Because Admittedly, not to you know pigeonhole or stereotype, but that man of hench did. He didn't seem like <laughs> super deep or anything. Like not a big reader. No, <laughs> no but the uh, the thought that there was a four day old guy, a four day old newspaper in his office was like. Hmm. Seems clean for, yeah. for some hoardery True. behavior. And the hearts were in the newspaper because the the necklace was stolen originally. They got wrong. Yes. Should oh, we go back to the beginning? Because he's saving he's saving the newspaper because it's documenting the heist. That's right. He's that's collecting. Right. That's, that's right. Why he has so it. what happens? So Jennifer are we going to do this memento style? Like <laughs> go from the end. <laughs> like, no, I'm just trying to get through this the episode plot presented for the listeners for the first by time. For Nolan, <laughs> <laughs> we have still not even gotten got through the whole plot the one time that's what i, I feel like we've we're, explained we're the almost plot. there no almost no we're there. so close so D- jennifer gets kidnapped by the henchman the man of hench <laughs> yes taken to where i don't remember to the jingle graham's office jingle graham's office oh god and then what happens she's then she's he takes her upstairs he's he points a gun at her and then he gets his passport and uh, she goes are we going somewhere and he says I am. You're not going anywhere ever. 
Right. As, like, I'm going to kill, kill you, you, but he doesn't kill mm-hmm. her. She pulls the lights. She she cuts the lights. Yeah. Saps him on the saps him on the head, and then uh-huh. yep. throws open the window and runs out to the fire oh, yeah. escape oh, yeah. to the most <laughs> faulty fire escape. I know. And then she tries to go the down the world. fire escape stairs, and the stairs just like buckle yeah. down, like what? Very slowly what the and fuck? like the I'm surprised one, there wasn't a the one purpose of fire effect. escape stairs is to <laughs> be stairs that you can walk down. She just tries to walk down them, and they just go limp underneath yeah. her. But Jonathan's stunt double jumps up yeah. and does a bunch of, of free climbing. <laughs> yeah. He free solos the, the broken watches right. uh, <laughs> in the street below. Fire escape. Uh, and saves her. And, and then, then the then Ma- evil man of Hench does a beautiful flying leap from the top of the building and right. we assume yeah. he dies. Right. Yeah, he's dead for sure. It's like five Yeah, stories. it's not like he's Wayne or anything. Yeah, they watch his <laughs> skull explode open on the pavement and then they go take a bath. <laughs> then they what? go find Santa Claus costumes. <laughs> so so what happened right. to the main villain then? Mr. Billingsley? Ooh. Yeah. Don't, the, don't the police catch him at the party? Oh, do they? That would because have been they, dialogue. One of the there's like another man of hench at the party. Oh. Or is that him dressed Wait, up with no, a, no, no, Mr. a beard? Billing, Mr. Billingsley is at the party. Billingsley got sapped by evil yeah, guy. So he he's knocked out head. at the party. Okay, so I'm so sure that they, he got caught. I didn't know that was Mr. Billingsley. I thought that was just another man of hench because he had a beard. Yeah, the yeah, the goatee. <laughs> right. Like a fake beard. Okay. That was a very uh, convincing this okay. is this episode so is a many lot. layers a lot. of this episode. It is so convoluted. Yeah. Oh my god, I was <laughs> dreading the minute. It's max. it's also I hate to say it. This one was like kind of boring to me. Like Uh-oh. it was Someone's the beginning readings. of the episode went on for a long time, at least to me. And I I will say I was tired today. Mercury's in retrograde. I guess I'm very tired or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> the first part of the episode, I was just like, oh, man, like this needs to something needs to happen. There there needs to be something because that party, as delightful as it was to like hang out with Max's weird vaudeville friends, <laughs> particularly Ernie and Marie. <laughs> right. Ernie's so, back. Ernie and Marie were, were delightful. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that whole thing. It went on a little too long, like the gifts and everything was. It was it a lot. It just seemed a little sad. <laughs> I don't know. It was there kind was of something filler. about it that was fillery. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, Max getting and, sang- sung to by the... It was like funny, and then it, it did go on for a long time. It was like awkward. It was awkward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. That part, I will say, it is like, wow, this party part is extensive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It allowed me to have a lot of other thoughts, though, and I always like it when there's just enough room for me to space out and begin embroidering my own story Ooh, uh, in my head. I did the, uh, I did the really. same thing. I did the it's, exact same thing. But I'm not going to do a rewrite because that's what Joe does. What I am going to talk about is, Joe, I hope that means you have rewrites. Do you have rewrites? For no, this? no. I thought you were going to talk oh. about the story that you were developing in your head. Oh. No, oh, I just mean okay. I, I checked out and went to another mental room, <laughs> a room in which I wonder about surprise parties, and I wonder if you guys have had surprise parties. Oh. Eric's birthday, because they talk about how they have it because of the thing where, I know, Eric, you reject this generally, but they ac- actually say, like, oh, Max, we're having this big party because you get shortchanged because your birthday's so close to Christmas, mm. and the episode aired on the 21st of December, which is very, very close to Eric's actual birthday. Yes. Um, 
I love that uh, Billy Barty slash whatever his name is in this thing, Big Miller, um, Big Miller. gives gives uh, Max a gift. I'm like, oh, that's a good gift. Where he gives him a five year subscription to the racing form. I'm like, yeah. that's tight. Mm. And then Ernie gives him like a movie poster. I'm like, this is great. Mm. Like, I just kind of started getting into it. Like, I was weaving <laughs> in and out of it. You know, I was like, this is like, this is going on forever. But this is also awesome. But then there's this awkward thing where they're spinning and it gets real sexist. But then it kind of <laughs> back and then jonathan puts his arm in some cake and then it you know like there was just a lot of little bits happening i do have a bunch of things to say about pandra s cashman if we ever get there i was so during this time and basically before the intro started i was like so excited to see the hearts in this quaint quaint cozy little christmas vibe mm -hmm. you know and then mm -hmm. but immediately there was the prowler you know and and then I was like, oh, that was one of the hearts sneaking in to surprise Max, but it wasn't. It was like a prowler. So we're kind of immediately into the turmoil of the episode. We didn't really get a lot of quaint, nice Christmas time with the hearts before. Yes. Oh, my God. When Maureen and Wayne get out of their Jingle Grams van and they're wearing the red, red hoods. satin hooded cloaks. Oh. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, are we about to like have a Christmas satanic Christmas with cult? Satan? Oh. Yeah, it's, it's Merry Christmas with Satan. Like, it Santa. is my birthday. What's going on? Yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah. Instead, but, it was a playing card. Yeah. So, <laughs> so of course, table. you and I had the same thought. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, and but except I've seen this episode. I, I just never, I don't remember seeing the hoods before, but for a second, I was willing to convince myself yeah. that Gotta yes, love HD. it's going to be cool yeah. like that Starsky and Hutch episode where they investigate the cult. Yes. What I wanted was some quality time just with the hearts and just having cozy time with the hearts. I, I don't know why I was like missing that or I thought that was going to happen in this episode a lot more. And so mm -hmm. I came up with this whole, like not really a whole a plot line, but a whole episode that I would pitch if I was in the writer's room. My episode would orphans? be, yes, okay. definitely. I mean, that can be added okay. in anywhere. That can be sprinkled in like salt. <laughs> <laughs> That's the season. Because everyone, everyone gets exploding <laughs> yeah. candles yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, totally. <laughs> My episode would be the hearts are, you know, whatever. It doesn't, there's not even necessarily like a vacation or whatever. They're just at home or they're like shopping or whatever. The hearts, the two hearts are just having their normal time and Max is embroiled in this whole plot around them. But for some reason, he's trying to keep it secret from them. He needs to keep it, mm. keep the hearts out of it. So the whole episode is just the hearts having quaint time together as a married couple, just nice, like, tandem bicycle ride eating ice cream <laughs> opening presents from each other and meanwhile max is running around like shooting at people and getting in car car chases and shit like that i think that would be a great episode of heart to heart i love it that yeah. would be a great episode thought, and especially i could see where this one would inspire that in particular because all of max's cronies are there yes. yeah totally right? yes yes so this this episode work from yeah. from the description last week Mm -hmm. uh, and the entire first like 10 minutes of the episode, I thought we were in for a max centered episode Yeah, mm -hmm. and we were not, and no, that's fine. Not that's really. okay. But I, I do miss that. I love a max centric episode. So yeah, that I had the same kind of like, yeah, I was a little bit like, ah, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> and they did, they, they brought Max's gang together. Like everyone was there. And Billy Barty is there. Like, why are you not yeah. gonna make why are you not gonna use him throughout the episode? Yeah. Anyway, I it it was weird. The other weird thing for me 
was that the Hart's house was not decorated for Christmas. Oh, I mean, they're putting the tree up at some point, right? But we didn't see a tree. Like they, he brought a tr- he brought a little tree for for freeway, which I thought was the cutest. Mm-hmm. Um, no, aren't they putting a tree up at some point? And Max says that looks great. Are they? And yeah, and then she says thank you. And Did I miss this? They're putting ornaments on the tree. No. Did I miss Did I this? Make this up in my head. Are you thinking of a previous episode? <laughs> Maybe. I don't think so. Like your own episode where Max yeah. is like, he's like, he's like, oh, it looks quaint. great, Mrs. H. Yeah. And then he like Shoots slips a gun window. into yeah. his pocket. Um, <laughs> Throws a grenade out the window. Did anyone else notice the celebrity appearance of what I think was Charlie Brown's Christmas tree? Um, which uh, apparently <laughs> grows in front of the Hart's house this no, time of year. Oh, it was just like an exterior <laughs> shot. I think it's after Wayne defies death and they have, it's right before breakfast or it's, it's something right before uh, Wayne and Maureen appear at the Hart house, but there is a very diseased and sad looking <laughs> oh, God. Uh, pine tree, hmm. like dead center in front of it. So maybe that's the Christmas tree and maybe that's why they weren't. Uh, making a big to do. Yeah. I noticed that the street, the <laughs> that um, the Demille rehearsal building, formerly uh, formerly occupied, was done up for the Christmas season. Yeah, kind of extensively. Yeah. But I thought the the house had holiday decorations. What I did notice though was that on the bar, I feel like I'm noticing a lot of weird little things this episode, even more than usual. But there was uh, really cool rainbow napkins. Um, on the bar i didn't notice i love that Mm -hmm. ellen do you decorate for christmas holiday no we um no i didn't until (laughs) about two years ago i think three Mm -hmm. years ago and it makes the season so much better i love it it's i've always been kind of depressed during the holiday seasons but since we started decorating it's been Mm -hmm. so much nicer and just like it's so cozy and and amazing. Like, I recommend anyone to just like decorate. Like, <laughs> for some reason, I don't know why. And for, it doesn't have to be Christmas. Just and it, like I Any like Halloween. Holiday. Like I've actually been kind of wanting to put cobwebs in our windows yes, and like skeletons yes. and shit. Uh huh. I I would love that. Uh, I I want to turn into that person. Thanksgiving. <laughs> put up turkeys everywhere. I would love like those paper cutout ones from kindergarten. But having the all, also except for Halloween, it's it's also problematic. But it's like <laughs> uh, right. It feels kind of silly, you know. We don't have kids, obviously, so it's like it sort of feels a little silly. But it just feels so nice, yeah. like the tinsel and the tree and these. We put up lights in our living room I all love, around the. I love crown, Christmas decorations, like the ceiling. I, and the lighting is so great. Ah, oh, it's so cozy. I guess maybe like I I do decorate a little bit. Okay. But I didn't want. I don't want to give the impression that I'm like all gun co on it. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I that is more of a mnemonic device for me, really, or very few things are more like of a mnemonic device for me than um, the glow of colored Christmas lights. Yes, yes. Um, like the cast off glow of colored Christmas lights. Yes. I love. Oh my god. Um, yes. So I do have. I do have decorations. It's pretty low-key like i don't go out to get them or anything like that but i i mean i kind of love them i just do them every now and then but sometimes i just because it's just me like it it is that thing where it's like oh there's not really that much of an expectation or whatever but i like to have like a little stocking out like honestly like i'll go to my mom's and just do a little bit like as much as she is excited to have like Mm -hmm. 
I'll help her with that. And I love that. And I love it when I go over to her house and she has the stuff put out since that's yeah. still the house that I grew up in. Like mm-hmm. it's very nostalgic and, and pleasant, but I, I love decorations. I mean, I have like, I used to collect vintage Halloween decorations for years. Oh, nice. So those aren't necessarily ones that I put up, but I love what? all that stuff. I have a few, a handful of newish Halloween decoration things but i'm that person that just like watches the projected ghosts mm. year round at night like lying mm. in bed like a stoner <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i like all of that and at this last december i realized that i could put lights on my 70s funnel fireplace yes um not not on of course the lights are on the fireplace is not when the lights are on it <laughs> but it's shaped like a christmas tree right yeah. So oh yeah it's perfect I, that was kind of my default so i guess i kind of lied when i'm just all no no yeah. but um <laughs> okay <laughs> i i also like don't have um like walls or whatever really so i mean <laughs> i see a wall behind you yeah, ellen, ellen has an open holds, air holds plan the roof, but <laughs> she's got cubicle walls <laughs> you know it's because it's a historic building i can't right like can't drill into the wall wall yes so it's like yeah. a little hit or miss but I, I love the i love to have a little thing that means so much and to me it's yeah. lights i like yes. lights but i like lights year totally. round and yeah. i wish that's the part that makes me depressed. I'm not depressed during the holidays themselves. Yeah. It's after the holidays that um, I just always wish like that people would keep lights up more, even though. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's so lovely. Like yeah. I just, really nice. I underestimated how much those affected my mood during the season. Like, that, mm. And I'm so glad that we started decorating and well, putting I'm glad. stuff up. Yeah, I love that. It's, it's if it makes it feel so much more special and amazing. Yeah, every time I do love it. I yeah. can get into it. It makes me sad when people are really against. Like I used to be. I used to holidays. just be like, it's just another day. Like fuck it, it doesn't matter, you know. And it's just like, why, why? <laughs> the only thing that I've consistently had like throughout my entire adult life is a stocking. <laughs> oh yeah. Like mm-hmm. sto- a stocking. I always want a stocking hung somewhere. I yeah. think that's, I think that's adorable. I love stocking, a stocking. equals stuff. You yeah. should also have a stocking for pets. That's yes. super fun. Oh, Boba's getting a stocking. Yeah, definitely. Are you going to put it down low where she can see it? <laughs> yeah. No, she'll, she'll eat it. <laughs> she'll, she'll get at it. <laughs> um, I think we, we've talked about holiday traditions before when we've talked about like, uh, tis the season for murder and stuff like that. I think mm. haven't we? We might we have. talked about what what we've. I don't know. Done we or, might have been too busy talking do. about that episode because that episode was yeah. <laughs> real, real snake talk in the grass. <laughs> yeah. Um. Where was I going with that? Sorry, I just completely lost my thread. I, I was, mean, it was something where I was like so excited to say something holidayish. Honestly, though, like it. this time right now when we're <laughs> just before Halloween is the <gasps> best time of the year because it's like the Friday of the season where you're like, "Ooh, I'm so excited!" There's Halloween, mm-hmm. then there's Thanksgiving, then there's Christmas, then there's New Year's. Yeah. Like, it's so we're great. heading into it. Yeah, these right are the now. well, these are the we're picking up steam. You yeah, can start to feel like the vibe. October, November, December are the the months of uh late fall early winter where it's where i'm like super into it and it's mm-hmm. it's it's so funny like being from the pacific northwest we really need more shit in like february and march yeah because <laughs> because wow yeah. what a what a fucking miserable time to be alive in the pacific northwest <laughs> i know is Aww. february <laughs> after like, new and year's fuck valentine's day like we have talked about valentine's day quite a bit and i yeah 
that that's not going to raise any spirits. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> nor will it raise the dead. So it's a useless holiday. Useless. Um, I will say like tagging on to Joe's thing. And I know that I've expressed this before, but it's, I think it bears repeating in this context, which is much like decorating, like puts you in the mood for the holidays. And you realize like it gives you that warm feeling and some of the joy you know no matter what you're celebrating maybe it's just winter maybe it's just Mm -hmm. a convivial time but i had found that starting a tradition um beyond like my own family's traditions Mm -hmm. really made a difference like it was something that just it's just something to look forward to time with friends and and to do it every year it's just exciting and to me now it it was one of those things where it's like ah yeah, I love that. And it had been when I first started doing it. Of course, it's Cena Martina, right? Yeah, I was going to say. I had done that for years and years, but I had never really expanded it to invite like a group of people. And so now there's a group of people that we go every year and we've gone consistently together. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's awesome. Why didn't I think of this sooner? But it just puts you in the mood, right? Even yeah. last year with the with pandemic, Dina Martina. Christmas. Yes. It was Still so good. Great. We did that yeah. for my birthday yeah, last for year. Eric's birthday. Right. Uh, that was so great. Oh my God. I got to introduce the entire courtyard to Dina Martina and it yeah. was so wonderful. Most it, of them loved it. it One it, person it, got too high and did not like it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's not Dina's fault. No. No. Definitely not Dina's no, fault. No, but that that like it went over exactly how I wanted it to go. Over. Yeah. Like it was so fun. And we all that was, had that was my first time life. seeing Dina Martina. I know. Too, I know. So great. And now I want to go see. Well, we should see if, if there's any shows when we're there because yeah, that would be awesome. I would love to go. Yeah. Let's do um, it. Okay. Like, I... We also should talk about this episode more, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. I want to talk about a couple things in this episode. Yes. So, Singing telegrams. Have either of you ever seen one, hired one, been a sing, singing telegram person? I've always thought that they only exist on television. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have. I think I would remember that. Have you? No. Um, but I was like, huh. Like, I was really curious when they say, like, oh, the holidays are, are like, our busiest time of the year. And so, I was, of course, then I'm like, is that true? Like, are the holidays the busiest time of well, year for singing telegrams? They're called jingle grams. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, but it's the jingle to sing a jingle, not. Oh, I was thinking oh, jingle, I was singing bells. jingle bells. Christmas. I was singing Christmas oh. entirely Christmas. Yeah, but I guess Fay Ray and King Kong are not true Christmas characters. True. So, and Cupid well, was there. Cupid was there. <laughs> right. I loved Cupid. So what I learned is that. At the time, like around the time that they're making this episode, so early 80s, mid 80s, that of 1983 was the 50th anniversary. So this this era, this episode aired at the end of 1982, but 1983 was the 50 year anniversary of the existence of the Seeing Telegram. Oh, um, which first was unveiled in 1933, and the, the New York Times in 1982 ran a story talking about the booming business and profiling a couple um, singing telegram businesses that were doing really well. Like one of them, it was predicted in this article to gross over a million dollars that year in like 1982. Whoa. Um, And so they talked about it. I have to say, but I thought the running gag normally, I don't like this kind of running gag, but the way that the uh, assistant kept 
every time they cut to the office, she's talking to some perv on the line who wants yeah. mud wrestling uh, elves. <laughs> Yeah. I, I wrote down like that. We don't we don't do these in the nude. You want rent a dude. <laughs> rent a <Yeah>. dude. <laughs> but it was but I like that they don't have like in the same breath that she's saying that they don't have um, mud wrestling elves mm-hmm. that you can have Lolita pop out of a cake. Yeah. What the fuck? That's so <laughs> fucked up. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And then the other thing that I that. <laughs> thought timing wise was really cool was that. Um, this is very nerdy. So Steven Spielberg, a few years ago, he owns, you know, he owns one of the Rosebud sleds. Yeah. Oh, right. And he gave it to the Academy of Arts and Sciences of, to the museum. Right. But he bought that sled in 1982. Oh, wow. Whoa. And that's with so, his ET money. <laughs> huh? Uh, I think <coughs> Raiders money. Oh, Raiders um, money. maybe. But so he bought it. So then I'm like, I think I have that right. Steven Spielberg, yes. So I looked it up and he bought it. Like ultimately he paid $60,500 for it with the fees, but his his winning bid on the balsa wood sled was $55,000. But what was interesting to me was that in the episode, they actually referenced the real facts about the provenance of the sled itself. So mm-hmm. Joe, do you know, Eric's nodding, but Joe, do you know the provenance of the rosebud sled? The what? <laughs> the rosebud sled from Citizen yeah, Kane. Yeah, from Citizen Kane. Yeah. I know. Yeah, Joe's I knew... seen Citizen Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not allowed that they burned it at the end, and Max was <laughs> no, talking I'm about. No, I'm saying. No, I'm not saying you don't know about what the sled is. I mean, do you know the history of the object? <laughs> oh, the provenance. Sorry, I was speaking museum. That's <laughs> no. what provenance means. No, I have, I have no idea what provenance <laughs> means, and I have no idea what the history of that sled is. Other okay. than you Prov- know, is it provenance is that where you, where you eat French fries? French and fries. <laughs> you mean French dressing? French dressing, and then you have Peru to drink. <laughs> yeah, to drink Peru. Like no, the sled sorry. outside not, of the movie. I'm Citizen not trying Game. to be a douchebag. <laughs> provenance is is. The history of of the object. So the provenance. No, just, no. Let's just let it go. <laughs> oh, Pro- provenance. Eric's right. It's French. Oh, provenance. Okay. 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 Um, but well, so it's okay. it's the history of the object. And mm-hmm. so in the episode, Max talks about the actual provenance of the sled in real life, which is that there's multiple sleds. Mm. So the one that Steven Spielberg has is one of three balsa wood rosebud sleds that they made for the scene where he's it's burning. Uh-huh. And so the story goes that they made three of them so that they could do multiple takes. They burned two of them and that Orson Welles thought that the second take was great. So the third sled was never burned. And so the third sled ends up in the dumpster on the lot and it is <laughs> found oh by a man who is an archivist incredibly at RKO pictures and he owns it uh, for several years. And then he, or a security guard finds it and the archivist buys it from the security guard and then awesome. ends up being sold. But there's, it's kind of confusing because there's another version of the sled that's earlier, of course, in the movie, right? The actual wooden sled. And that was sold in the nineties for almost a quarter of a million dollars. Holy shit. Yeah. Because Max but, explains it as, they had like, one sled to burn, but then they had to shoot more shots with the yeah. sled afterwards so that they had to keep one. And then that's the one that he has. Cashman. Cashman. Yeah. yeah that's so um, interesting. So I, Holy shit. I sort of love that they brought in this real thing that had actually just happened because Steven Spielberg bought the sled in June of 1982. 
So it had just, it was a current event situation Uh, for them, but also that they're making those connections with Max being an old movie buff. Yeah. Which we learn at his, I mean, we kind of knew that because he loves the talkies, but yeah, but we, I don't know. I sort of loved those layers. I'm sorry that I kept saying that. That's so funny. There's also, uh, that's that's to get super super dorky. Uh, I read online recently that the Star Trek Enterprise, the model that they mm-hmm. shot, um, uh, Next Generation, all the scenes of it in space, was mm-hmm. hanging hanging above a barbecue restaurant for years <laughs> because like just nobody knew that that was the actual thing that they shot for the show. And then somebody finally <laughs> found it and just like took it back. And it That's was amazing. like the model of the Star Trek enterprise. That's so funny. That just reminded me of that story. I love that. That shit. is wow. really crazy that they just threw it in the dumpster though. Uh, that's bonkers that it's worth. Well, so I mean, much at the money. time there wasn't there. I mean, th- we're talking about props from old Hollywood. Yeah. And at the time there wasn't an old Hollywood, like people weren't collecting right. things yeah, like this. Right. Yeah. So they had no value like they, and especially at the time of filming, they, they weren't like, they this is, we are making what <laughs> will be forever be considered to be the best movie of all time. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That is so crazy. I do love Citizen Kane. We got to get some props from heart to heart because nobody will want them except for us, probably. <laughs> like the same sort, oh, sort of I, thing. Oh, I, I'm, we have at least 200 listeners that. <laughs> would oh, sorry, listeners. With you. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get those props. <laughs> we're, we're closer to Hollywood. If so I, I'm afraid, I'm afraid if we had a, dive. if we had a good heart to heart prop, someone would come to our house and kill us for it. <laughs> well, that's a good. This, if, I don't know why I'm laughing at that part. <laughs> that was ill time. When I hire, when I hire Jingle Grams for this Christmas, <laughs> if they come to, when you hire Rent a Nude, they'll come to Rent steal our heart to heart props. They'll throw us into a ladder and then start our like, like take the gas valve off of our stove. Yeah, and, luckily, we'll just get sprained wrists. Yeah, uh, <laughs> listeners, please write in if you do have any heart to heart props. I would love to hear. I know, just out of curiosity, we, I want to know if you have anything. <laughs> do you guys? Do you two have any props that you would specifically? want like what's the best heart to heart the cars that's all i can think of yeah but that's i guess <laughs> free the first freeways body <laughs> the bones of freeway <laughs> yeah i guess i love wardrobe yeah 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 the um, I white want the, white fury oh oh wait. see yeah yeah wardrobe i want the knife that was used in uh the latest in high fashion murder <laughs> oh yeah that <laughs> to, would be good. to cut through the photos I want the harp case Ooh. that they stuffed the woman in. <laughs> 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 heart Express. <laughs> Is that what it is? Gosh, I would, heart, I would really have to Express. think about Express. that. Yeah, that's, that's uh, like. What would you want? If you had one item, mm-hmm. but it can't be a car. I feel like that's too. I mean, really, the, the cars are the most kind of. As far as props iconic. go, those are the iconic mm-hmm. props of the show. Yeah, it's kind of true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I, uh, I would kill for one of those license plates. I would think you would. You guys would want Max's aprons. <gasps> oh, yeah, That'd be cute. that would be great. That would be cute. I would want the the headboard to their bed. <laughs> would be pretty which great. one? Which one? Like, all, like a collection. <laughs> all of them. That would be great. The Jennifer's... I would love to have snake in the grass if we're talking about holiday. <laughs> yes, I would love to have that prop. Jennifer's portrait from uh, the. <laughs> 
God. Oh, yeah. The Ooh, mall yes. art episode. In the, the Tootsie Dress. So many good props. You yes. don't want something from Noel Tupman's uh, Gold Museum? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, would, I, would settle, I would settle for a can of Dog Gonnets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Doggone it. So it'd be great. Wow. Oh my God. Uh, I want Stanley's glasses. Uh-huh. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we talk about the episode? <laughs> Is there? Oh, there what? I, I think I've kind of exhausted my notes already. <laughs> oh, and then I love when the, the hearts walk in to, to audition to be these jingle <laughs> whatever singers Jingle telegrammers singers. this that was fascinating mm-hmm. by the way also like the singing telegram kind of went the way of mimes where they became in movies they only show up when someone's having a mental breakdown yes. or <laughs> a dramatic moment and they start crying and like run away or whatever or in clue they shoot them yeah mm, oh true. really oh yeah jane weedlin <laughs> love you <laughs> the jinglegram really went the way of mimes i feel um to just be the foils of modern cinema even though they're just gone now. Uh, when they walk in and they're auditioning to be Jingle Grammers, Jonathan and Jennifer, and he says, I do a, a great Cary Grant. And then he does oh, his no. Cary Grant impression. And she's like, go mm-hmm. ahead and do some Cary Grant for me. I, f- I felt mm-hmm. so seen. Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> that was such a good joke. She was, yeah. That lady was... And then they acted like sneezes were contagious in that scene too. And I was like, "What's going on? Why is she? Why was she sneezing so much?" They why never she explained. Sneezing? It was yeah. it's winter. She had coke. a cold. Guess, <laughs> a lot yeah, of cocaine. bad coke habit. <laughs> she, she was like the receptionist from Ghostbusters. She a was bit. she was great. I, a I like her. Yeah, just as you say, a hint of the Annie Potts. Yeah, she was she was pretty awesome. I thought I liked that character. And then Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> so they like snooping in the office while they rehearse and then jennifer's like i have to go to the bathroom and then leaves for a long time to like (laughs) snoop in the office and then comes back in and says oh that's much better (laughs) (laughs) she had an old-fashioned stink (laughs) (laughs) i just had to have an old-fashioned i'm sorry i needed an old-fashioned stink <laughs> so glad that it's outside of the office. Yeah. <laughs> glad they had an extra hallway in between. That's so funny. <laughs> I love how annoying Jonathan was being during that scene where he just kept like pointing at things on the form. He was yeah. supposed to pull out. Last name or first name? First name goes here. Yeah. yeah. It was so appro- <laughs> like I was having kind of a weird stress dream reaction to that. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. And then the, uh, yeah, just my my next note is when Jennifer gets carried off by the gorilla at the party mm-hmm. and the gorilla says, shut up or you're dead. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I like that. That was, that was dark. Yeah, I really was scary. I don't know why I, I was just, I guess, in the right zone to not notice that that couldn't have been Jonathan doing that. But I really was just like, I got took when he yeah. said that. I was oh. like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good it was good it was also super creepy i also love seeing that whole scene from just a regular party goers mm-hmm. perspective where you know she comes in and then king kong picks her up she starts screaming and they run out of the building and are never seen it's from perfect. again yeah. you'd be yeah, like perfect oh, okay like i wouldn't know if that was a thing that somebody paid for or like <laughs> what was that what what was the an episode a couple episodes ago we had this same kind of feeling of uh oh it was the the western town 
episode oh, yeah. where the, with the gunfight where the gunfight's like, real, real and everyone's kind of yeah. applauding and it's, yeah, it's, it's totally. the same vibe of yeah. like she's actually being abducted and right. no one notices like she's right. they think she's which acting. i love that is but it's also great. got that weird sort of dystopian yes yeah like, it's really brutal pretty horrific yeah i i knew that it was the man of hench in the suit but what i was focused on was that it is super menacing like what he's yeah. like he's like you're you're dead and then it's just and you know that because everyone just thinks it's a stick no matter how much she screams no matter how much she struggles no one will help her mm-hmm. you know like yeah it's part of the, act. the more she struggles yeah and that was just like i was like ooh, well played man of hench that yeah. is crazy something evil. else in that scene that i that i noticed and i actually i noticed it happened a couple of times in the episode previously which i kind of attribute to bad writing but uh they repeated things a lot in this episode where it's like, we just found out this and then they move over to someone else and say, I just found out this. And then they move Mm. over to someone else and say, I just found out this. So she does that in that scene. And it was kind of an amazing uh, distraction from what was going on. Cause she walks into the room. We see Jonathan in the gorilla suit, walk into another room in the gorilla Mm -hmm. suit. Like he disappears and she's just Mm -hmm. kind of wandering through. And then, the cop says, we just found, we, uh, Wayne just said that it was Billingsley that tried to kill him. And so mm-hmm. she goes and tells Max, uh, it's Mr. Billingsley that tried to kill him. And he's like, oh, you got to tell Mr. Hart. And so then she goes and tells Mr. Hart, it's mm-hmm. Billingsley. And then he's like, well, let's keep, let's go ahead and do this thing. And it's, of course, the henchman. Mm-hmm. I, for whatever reason, was like, yeah, Jonathan would still probably want to go through with this whole scene. <laughs> Because he's such a rascal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it got it got me. It it got me. I I was happy to be got. Mm-hmm. And that's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> the all right. Moment. Fair enough. Sort of my last notes, other than the little person joke at the beginning. It's just like major weird eye roll. But that's Billy Barty. Like Billy ma- Barty. He oh, made he is? made his entire career on on little yeah. person jokes. Like yeah. Um. He gives them a gift, and it's the little one. Of course, that's from me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. Like, of course. I also that's... love that his name was Big. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Just like Aloysius, oh. arithmetical uh, prognosticator. <laughs> yeah, a better. <laughs> and then uh, one, a, a compulsive gambler, a bookmaker. When uh, yeah. one of Max's friends, the the lady in the fancy shiny dress runs up on, she sits on the back of the couch when they bring the cake out, I think. And she says, Max, I just went off my diet, my diet. I thought she said, Max, you just went off your diet. You just went off your diet. You just went off your diet. That was great. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was pretty funny, but then Marie, I loved her. Then the rest of the party scene, it's just like him pretending to punch her. Like jokes, just weird. Like, (laughs) Like significant other abuse. Jokes. Well, there's that that whole vaudeville <laughs> like yeah, honeymooners. honeymooners. Yeah, yeah. Why I oughta? And then yeah. they they kind of, in my opinion, on in this in that scenes between Ernie and Marie, they kind of skirted that by showing them laughing, embracing, and kissing every time they would mm-hmm. make a joke like that. And I appreciated it. I thought it was really really cute. Um, is it time for? Pick your poke. Gotta go with Billingsley. The the Ooh. evil villain. The villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Billingsley was kind of hot. Mm-hmm. 
me now i'm yeah. up next yes also <laughs> so first of all cupid number one but he I didn't have was any a woman lot. no uh-uh. it was just like a busty man <laughs> uh i think uh didn't but he didn't have any lines, or they didn't have any lines, so I I switched to Billingsley as well because yeah. he was handsome. Ah. Ellen. Um, I'm going back to my old ways. It's Jennifer's gray suede clutch, which is one of my favorite <laughs> accessories that she has. It's that huge, oversized gray suede clutch. Oh, I'm just imagining so you on a date with that gray suede buttery, clutch. Buttery soft. <laughs> I don't remember, even remember seeing it. I have to get a photo of it. <laughs> When is she holding it? Do you remember? Mm, where are they when she carries it? Um, when they go shopping? I don't know. Mm. But it's back. It's back. Baby, that, it's back. That scene when they go shopping is so funny. When they come back in, I was just like thinking like, is this a show about adults? Because it was like, Max was like, I can't sit and have buttered rum with you. I have to like wrap Freeway's present <laughs> <laughs> while he's snapping. And they were just drinking buttered rum after shopping forever talking about their friend's ballet studio it was just like this is a sh- this is written by like a 13 year old girl like <laughs> what is this dream that we're watching uh i love it all yeah. i love it all yeah it's so Me too i love how the hearts drunk or pre uh drank christmas shop yeah <laughs> they're doing they're doing it right mm-hmm. i did For love sure. i also love that he brings them these giant hot buttered rums yeah <laughs> which were filled to the brim yeah they have them and then they go then they go to rescue dude <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i they're just kept wasted. thinking they're drunk <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to get keith to make a brown miso buttered rum Ooh. drink oh god drink. that's my new want that's what i want for christmas what? What is make me that drink? Is hot buttered rum just <laughs> rum and actual? No, uh, we, what is it? We 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 talked, talked about, about this before. Where we're like, we just never know what it is, yeah. and make apparently a whole year can go by, and we'll make we even still don't we'll know. make zero effort. Hot there's a there's a hot buttered paste that you can buy uh, mm-hmm. that you then put in oh. in hot like hot like rum batter, and, and so I believe just like water. They weren't drinking pint glasses full of rum. No, I mean it's 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 like <laughs> it has rum. It, I would assume okay. that it's like, it's like half rum, half hot water, and then and then you mix in this right. this butter buttery, this buttery sugary paste. Okay, well, which also we should totally make. Uh, I this Christmas we should make yes, a vegan. You're right with with vegan butter. Oh, this is I'll, a lot yeah. of uh, a miso coconut. Um, Ooh, oil that, or coconut that would be, cream that would be amazing. rum hot yeah. rum drink for you um, okay i'll work on it so the ingredients i'm looking at right now is one stick of unsalted butter mm-hmm. so there is yeah, butter in it it's butter for sure yeah but oh. the paste is butter is what eric's saying oh i it's see like you can yeah. buy oh, a paste like that's there's all this it's also got other flavors oh uh, okay but it is butter yeah but to me and hot sh- buttered rum is like you you tweak that shit it's like a yeah. cookie it's like a it's like yeah. cookie dough that you you just dissolve into with no a cookie dough with no flour that you dissolve into rum. Our tradition, which doesn't that sound fucking delicious? <laughs> our tradition for the past I'll do it with bourbon. Couple years holiday has just been making hot chocolate, but with just actual buying chocolate bars, like high quality chocolate bars, and melting them into coconut bu- coconut milk, coconut milk, and it is mm. so 
Oh, Fuck. and then we good. did we we did put rumple mints. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, they were so good. Ugh. And then I did make I made uh, the vegan eggnog. It's like super rich. Oh yeah, so that, good. That vegan eggnog is. Really I prefer good too. vegan eggnog because it doesn't give me the uh, the <laughs> Christmas miracles. I'll call it <laughs> the Christmas miracles. <laughs> the Christmas the, ghosts. The Jacob Marley's. <laughs> the tequila eggnog recipe that. I had from Keith this year was so good. Ooh. I mean, I just, it was troubling. It was that delicious. But I invented my own version of spiked hot chocolate this year because everyone, like my feeds were buzzing where everybody's like hot chocolate and everybody's like, you put chartreuse in it and that's the magical thing. It's like, oh, that sounds really good. But it's like, oh, I don't have any chartreuse. So, and then it was also like, oh, I also don't have anything to make hot chocolate with, <laughs> but I have Ovaltine. Mm-hmm. So I uh, made Ovaltine with Amaro. Mm. And that's a little drink that I call the Malty Falcon. I love it. <laughs> it that's fantastic. Really uh, what's good. a good Halloween drink? We're having a Halloween party this mm. year and I, we want to make a boba lantern or is that like just some sort of signature drink or a punch? Mm. Make a punch because it's just easier. Yeah. Right. To serve in big quantities. True. Well, what are the boozes that you don't drink again? Gin, gin and rum, basically. Okay, you love a bourbon. I do. Punch, right? I do. Make like, do you want it? Well, what's do you want something that looks spooky, or do you want something that tastes like candy, or do you just want something that's looks spooky? Autumnal. I think looks spooky. Autumnal works. I like even if it was if there was a pumpkin element to it i think it would yeah. be good mm. like if it was orange like a bright orange drink <laughs> joe is obsessed with everything being orange <laughs> right well, orange is doable let me think let me think on it i know oh. i'll ask a bartender yeah oh. ask ask keith uh and in the meantime shall we get to read ratings oh should we or do you have any more notes ellen i don't have any more notes okay all my notes are gone um they were just jingle grams Jingle Grams. <laughs> Jingle Grams Girl is from Friday the 13th, part three. <laughs> uh, is it Dream Warriors? Pandro. At, no, 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 no. The, Friday the 13th, not Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Uh, good twist of the gorilla suit. <laughs> Wayne was in a building that exploded and he only sprained his arm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Wayne is death defying. Wayne might be the Messiah. Yeah. True. Uh, okay. How'd you sleep? Okay, considering. <laughs> unkillable yeah all right uh i start with ratings i'm gonna give this one a three Uh, um this it it just it it didn't it didn't hit the highs that this season has been hitting Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i do like a lot of elements of it i think that it's, it was fun to watch i did get a little bored uh until the end and yeah, I don't know. It mm. just wasn't. It's not my favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really don't know what to rate it. Honestly, I feel the same way. But talking about it has made it seem better in my mind because we had a lot to say about it. It seems like and it and it spurred a lot of. Did we though? Different. I think things, we had a lot to say about, <laughs> about Christmas decorations. Things. Yeah. <laughs> and is this our first christmas episode since tis the season for murder yeah i think so yeah so wow that's pretty insane that whole I mean, two seasons that's a lot to stand up to you can't follow that uh i'm gonna also <laughs> go with, with a three uh 
I I almost want to go 3.5, but I'm just going to do a three because yeah, the same same issues and very very convoluted storytelling. We I don't want to go back. I'm scared that they're going to go back into that from season three. The super convoluted, all these characters that just don't make sense being in the episodes. Mm. But yeah, I'm going to go with the three, and it's not a two because there was a gay kiss at the end. <laughs> the first LGBT <laughs> moment from Heart to Heart. Um, I also am rating it a three. Ooh, three. Um, yeah, it's a murmur. It's not the magic number. I there's so many things that I really enjoy about it. Um, I mean, there's a lot packed into this episode. I can see what you're saying that it it feels convoluted, but at the same time, like certain parts of the episode, I found genuinely like super clever, very dark and exciting. Um, but I generally, you know, where I stand on the Christmas episodes, it's just not, not usually my jam, no matter how great it may be. And so I have to go with a three. I do really, really love, um, the Susan Kane aspect though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. those little twists I really like, like the timeliness of that I like. So. And using but, jingle grams as a way to rob yeah. is a pretty great way of. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a three. It's so not it's like. A real, yeah. It's yeah. not like we didn't like the episode. Like it's Mm-mm. like two is when we get into the I didn't yeah. like this episode yeah. <laughs> territory. No. It's it's just fine. I think yeah, I'm mostly giving it a three because it's got that darkness, but also it's just so zeitgeisty for that moment mm-hmm. yeah. in 1982. And I kinda I kinda love that, yeah. you know, like that is awesome. So I wish we still yeah. I mean how would you feel if you got a jingle gram? I, it would feel so awkward. I, can you imagine allowing strangers into your home to sing at you for a minute that you didn't expect? Like that just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. I would love that. I think, I think if it was somebody else, if I got one for you, I would love watching you be embarrassed about it, but I wouldn't like getting one and being embarrassed about See, it. That's <laughs> th- uh, yeah. That seems to be the thing about singing like, telegrams or like anything like that, where it is like, it's a prank more than anything. Yeah. I think it would make me uncomfortable in the way that live theater used to make me feel uncomfortable. It doesn't anymore, but I used to feel like I didn't want people to see the look on my face if I didn't think they, if I wasn't enjoying it, because it takes so much effort and guts and moxie and talent. Like, I just didn't want people to feel my energy if I wasn't capable of valuing their efforts in the proper way. And I think that a singing telegram would absolutely like be that like times <laughs> a billion. I think it would just be such a horrible setback for me in terms of my ability to go experience live performance. I think it would just, <laughs> it would just send me like, ah, I'd be like vertigo, <laughs> like just spiraling back down <laughs> into a hole where I'm like, I can't go see. It's like, Rock band, yes. Yeah. Everything else, no. No. Yeah. Um. True. Yeah, that was a lot. Sorry, but the I don't, don't send me one of those. No. Mm. Trust me, I won't. Uh. All right, a Christmas heart <laughs> gets a nine. It is the first heart murmur of season four. <gasps> oh, oh God. The first. Wow. It's it's a high heart murmur, but it is a heart murmur. Yeah. I mean, wow. we just. I mean, it was bound to happen. Like we've been riding the yeah. highest of the highs. Yeah, it's true. So mm-hmm. it's true. This we we couldn't have expected it to not happen at what, some point. What episode of the season is it? Do you know? I think it's the tenth. The tenth episode. Wow, really? We're ten yeah. episodes. We're only. Ahead. We're not even halfway through. Yeah, but that. 
I was surprised because it just felt it felt so fast. And we also had like a couple weeks where we didn't do one because we re-recorded. Yeah, guess, we doubled but, up. We doubled up one. But week. it's feeling like it's going really fast because we were enjoying them so much. I know. Hopefully that comes back. I know. Ellen, are we going to enjoy the next one? What are we doing next? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, originally airing on January 4th, 1983. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching and talking about Hunted Hearts. <laughs> While visiting a wildlife reserve, Jonathan and Jennifer are hunted as prey by a competitor of Heart Industries. Cool. All right, some most dangerous game action. Are they finally mm-hmm. going to Africa? Probably not. <laughs> I Can doubt that they're to... going on location to Africa. I can't think of any television American television show that went on location to Africa. <laughs> mm. Um all right. That's it. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> we That's love and appreciate you. Let us know you're out there. Uh message us on Instagram at it was murder pod or on Twitter at it was murder pod or just email us yeah. at it was murder pod at gmail.com. If you have props from heart to heart, we want to hear about that. Send us pictures <laughs> of your heart to heart props. I'm really like that would be amazing to know if you had anything cool. Even if it's like a, a script or like just any anything. Oh yeah. Anything Are involving you a, a singing telegram performer? Were you a jingle? Have you ever sent a singing telegram? <laughs> Do you have the roulette wheel that that jinglegram chick used? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the six switches to a nine. Yeah, I love that. That was cute. Um, Do you have the cool rainbow napkins? <laughs> Do you have any rainbow napkins? Uh, also, please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. Uh, particularly, Apple Podcasts makes a big difference for our listenership. So, if you can do it, do it. Um, I've done this so many times, and every time I'm like, "What am What am I doing? <laughs> what have I forgotten?" <laughs> Merry Christmas! I think that's it. Uh, Happy holidays. It's uh, yeah. Uh, American holiday season is approaching. Mm-hmm. I hope you're all. I hope you all have skeletons in your windows, uh, a pumpkin being painted or carved, uh, candy at the ready, mm-hmm. and. In a month or so, get your dog a little tiny Christmas tree. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway. Good night, freeway.